Welcome to the Loss and Lifting Talk podcast. The show is created to help you find your confidence by breaking down the complicated science of training and nutrition and turning it into simple, but more importantly, practical solutions that you can implement right away to start creating real results inside your body composition. We don't stop there either. We dive into the mental aspect of fitness to not only build a better body, but a better life all around. Podcasts were the medium where I learned and grew as an individual more than any other place in my life. The goal of this podcast is to give that back to you to start building the exact body and life that you know you're capable of. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the show. Today, we have a Q&A on deck where we're going to hop into three different questions that actually came through lostlifting.com backslash podcast, which is a page on the website that actually allows you to go in and be able to ask your questions for Thursday Q&A episodes in depth. So the link is down below. If you want to use it, lostlifting.com backslash podcast, you'll be able to go there, ask any specific question that you want. It will go right to my inbox and I'll shoot you a message back answering the question for you there. And if I feel like the question is something that will benefit listeners on the show as well, I'll bring it on here and do an even deeper dive into it. But before we get into um, the questions today, I've got one thing that I want to bring up. At Lost and Lifting, we are looking for our next intern that will eventually come into the next coach. We're to a point now to where we're getting pretty full. We're not in a position to where we can continue to bring on a lot more clients at the moment, meaning that we are ready to continue building out our team. And so this isn't just for anybody and you have to be committed and you have to have buy-in into the Lost and Lifting brand and this has to be a long-term vision for you um, in terms of your career. If you're really serious about being a coach, if you have coached, whether that's in person, whether that's already online, you have some experience, you've worked with people, you have um, a, a really solid education in training and nutrition and you feel like you would be an asset to our team, then I highly recommend that you... Go down below once again and click on the intern application that will apply you to potentially be an intern with us. I'll go through the application. I'll look through if I feel like you might be a good fit to potentially work with us and go through that process. I will reach out and we'll personally hop on a phone call together and just get to know one another a little bit on a deeper level so that we could see if you could potentially be a good fit for becoming a coach with us here at Lost and Lifting. And this isn't just for anybody, right? The um, few coaches that we have now are very, very qualified. They have degrees, they have experience, they know what they're doing, um, but still at the same time, they've had to go through internships as well to where we'll spend two to three months going through case studies together, helping you develop your education, but not only that, helping you develop as a coach and just how to work with general population people and be able to get them the best result in the world, right? I feel there are so many coaches out there that only focus merely on the science of training and nutrition that they forget how to actually apply that science in a practical way to everyday people to be able to get them the best result possible that's tailored to them as an individual. And that's what we do at Lost and Lifting. And if that's something that you're interested in being a part of and changing people's lives and working with a, um, a full roster of clients as a full-time career, like I said, 
I highly suggest you go down below, fill out that application. We're getting to the point where we're wrapping it up. We've already had applications come through. Um, and this is essentially the last week that we're going to be doing it. So what week would this be? I guess as I'm recording this, sorry, I'm thinking about this out loud, but, um, this would be the week of May 3rd through the week of May 10th that this air, this podcast is going to go live. So essentially this podcast will be live on the, I believe the sixth or the seventh, meaning that you are going to have until the 10th, which is this Sunday to fill out that application. Um, and then the application process is going to close down and we're going to choose the next intern. We honestly might choose two interns to come in. So if you are a coach and you want to become a part of a rapidly growing team and take your career to the next level inside of the Lost Lifting brand, I highly suggest, like I said, that you go down below and apply. At the very least, we can just have a conversation and talk about where you're at just to see if you'd even be a good fit. But that's all I'm going to touch on on that. Again, it's going to be closed on May 10th. So if you want to do that, I would highly suggest doing it quickly and we'll go from there. Hopefully I'm able to talk with some of you, but the majority of listeners I know are not coaches. You are here for the Q and a episode that we are about to hop into. Again, I've got three questions here. They've all come directly from the podcast forms. So without further ado, let's hop in. Question number one comes from Abby and she asks as someone who is an emotional eater, I struggle to lose weight. I've tried keto, Atkins, and Weight Watchers, but I feel limited to food and like I can't go out to eat with my friends. What do I do? How do I finally lose the weight? This is something that honestly so many people that we work with come in and are struggling with, right? You try all of these very restrictive diets, these quote-unquote fad diets to where they tell you you can only eat particular things. Um, They keep you just restricted and suppressed in terms of the foods that you get to choose, which ends up making you feel like you're suppressing your life so much that you get to the point to where I call it the yo-yo effect, to where you say screw it and end up reverting back to all of your old habits and any of the progress that you made during that fad diet, you just end up losing because the methods that you were following to create that result weren't sustainable for you, right? And this is what ends up cueing emotionally eating for a lot of people because you get so frustrated that you end up just saying screw it all together and eating the food that you're telling yourself that you couldn't have. So that would be the first scenario for somebody that I would call an emotional eater. And simply to get out of this, it comes down to learning to follow principles of nutrition and fat loss rather than relying so much on methods. And what I mean by that is what you're doing to create progress is just restricting certain foods. But the only reason that you're creating progress because of restricting those certain foods is because ultimately it has you restricting your caloric intake and putting you into a calorie deficit. And when you start to understand this, now you can start to to tailor a diet to you rather than trying to follow a specific diet, which can get rid of that emotional eating altogether because it allows you more freedom and allows you to be back in control of your situation, which takes away that restriction, which also takes away that frustration, which doesn't cue that emotional eating anymore. And this is generally the easiest of the situations, right? This isn't to say like this is the only way that emotional eating happens for people because it's simply not the case. If it was this simple, we wouldn't really have as big of a problem with emotional eating as we do. But it is the one scenario that pops up a lot to where if you can just build a better knowledge base around training and nutrition, you can end up creating a result and not having your emotions get the best of you because you 
don't end up with that restriction and that frustration anymore. And if this is you and you've only been following fad diets and you don't understand how to set up your caloric intake and you don't understand nutritional principles to where you could eat all foods in moderation, as long as you're tracking your caloric intake, tracking your protein intake, staying on track there, then I would highly suggest to go down below and download the macro starter kit, which is a free guide that we have that just walks you through the process of understanding how fat loss works, how to set up your caloric intake for you, what foods you should emphasize, what foods, how to still incorporate all the foods that you still enjoy into your diet to still be able to create the result that you want to in the long term. That would be super helpful and just get you started on the right track. We have thousands of people that have downloaded that over the years and have honestly been able to create really good results just from that ebook alone. So I'd highly recommend that you go down below and do that. But let's say that you're the person who understands that. You understand nutritional principles. You understand that it just comes down to your caloric intake over the long term. Um, but you're still having a struggle with an emotional eating. And again, we get a decent amount of clients that are in this situation as well. You're following the principles. You know what you're doing. But at the end of the day, you're still just your emotions are getting the best of you and you turn to food to feel better. Very, very common. And honestly, I've been in these situations a lot. I, I know looking back at really hard times in my life to when I've been sad or I've been angry or certain things are going on and I've just turned to food to feel better. It's a very common thing to have happen. But I think what you first have to do is to start creating some awareness around your emotions and understanding that your emotions are simply something that happened to you in life. As humans, we don't control the emotions that we feel. There's something that come upon us that we don't say, I'm going to feel happy, so now I'm happy. Or I'm going to feel sad, so now I'm sad. Usually there's something around us that triggers an emotion that happens to us, and then we're left to be able to deal with that emotion. But what you have to do is start to realize that, okay, I don't necessarily control the emotion that I feel, but what I control is the way that I manage that emotion, the way that I respond to the emotion that I feel. Am I going to respond to the emotion in a productive way, or am I going to respond to the emotion in a self-sabotaging way. And this comes down to creating better emotional intelligence. Honestly, just better emotional awareness. And if you haven't read the book, Emotional Intelligence 2.0, it talks a lot about this. I, I recommend this book to a lot of clients because it helps you be able to break it down and look at your situation from more of a, of a tailored or individual basis um, to be able to start making some of these changes for yourself. But as you build more awareness around your emotions and you can start to look at the emotions that you feel and build awareness around what you're currently doing to deal with those emotions that's sabotaging your results that has you eat, sabotaging yourself in terms of the results that you're creating or has you getting off track with your nutrition because you turn to food every time that you feel sad. You just have to learn to redirect that energy of that emotion and deal with it in another way. So maybe it comes down to, I know what works for a lot of people is when you feel an emotion, instead of going straight to food, even when you're not hungry, just to deal with the emotion, you try to turn that into, maybe I turn to journaling, or maybe I turn to going for a walk, or maybe I turn to giving somebody a call, or maybe I turn to talking to my coach about this. You just have to build that awareness first. That is what is so key at the end of the day is to build awareness around the emotion that you're feeling and how you're responding so that then you can start to adjust it. And not saying that it's going to be easy. It 
going to be damn tough, honestly, and you're not going to be perfect with it right up front. It's so easy to say, oh, yeah, you're an emotional leader, so when you feel sad, you, you go eat a bunch of food. Well, let's just switch that, and let's just start journaling instead. It's not like a, just like you turn on the switch and everything's fixed, right? And I'm fully aware of that. And when I say this, I'm not saying just switch it like that because I know it's not that easy. But it comes down to accountability. It comes down to building awareness. It comes down to accepting yourself and the choices that you've made and where you're at. And honestly, it comes down to just wanting to change. It comes down to not wanting to sabotage yourself anymore and putting some of these tools in place and still accepting that you're not going to be perfect with them, but giving an honest effort to try them instead and be open and be accountable to other people to help you. And when you're open to that, and you build accountability and you build awareness, now it gives you a chance to be able to start dealing with it and start making those corrections that you need to to handle your emotional eating and not let it be the sabotage to your results anymore. So hopefully that helps. First and foremost, if you're following a bunch of fad diets, that's what you have to stop first. I would go down below, download the macro starter kit. And second off, if you're following the principles, if you've created a... Um, a diet that's tailored to you and you're still able to incorporate the foods that you want, but you're still eating emotionally and you're still self-sabotaging yourself and not able to manage your emotions. It comes down to building better awareness around your emotions and putting some of these tools in place, meditation, journaling, going for walks, talking with people who have been through these same experiences as you and just accepting that you're struggling with it so that you can then start better working towards fixing it. And then honestly, if it gets to a deeper level than that, I would always refer this out to a therapist or a psychiatrist if it gets to a deeper level. Again, I am definitely no therapist or a professional in this area. I've helped a lot of people be able to correct it before it got serious enough to where you needed to see an actual professional. But if it is already at a serious state where it's really sabotaging your life and your emotional state and you just can't seem to get out of it, then talking with a therapist or somebody who is a professional would always be my first recommendation. Question number two comes from Dana. I am interested in one-to-one coaching with you guys and would just like to hear more info and exactly what that looks like. I've tracked macros for two years and have made a lot of progress, but I'm looking to take things to the next level. I honestly think in over the 100 episodes that we've done, this is the first time that anybody's ever asked me to really go in depth in our coaching service. And I've never really had to just because it's always linked down below. There's, I have a full on page that breaks down coaching and exactly what that looks like, but I'm happy to give you a little bit of an insight into it here. So basically what coaching looks like with us is almost more of a mentorship. And what I mean by that is our goal is to help you learn how to individualize your training, individualize your nutrition to fit within your lifestyle rather than taking a specific diet or a specific training plan and forcing your lifestyle to fit into that. Because first and foremost, everything that we're doing, we want to make sure that it's something that's sustainable, that you're going to be able to see yourself still following in three, four, five, six, 12 months down the road so that you don't just create this quick fix result with us. And then you end up in a position a year from now to where you're back in your same old body composition, looking for the next coach or the next 30 day challenge. Right. So that's where we start from with every person that we work with. We don't have like templates in the background with uh, specific diets or specific um, training programs that we you come in and we're like, oh, yeah, we'll just throw you on this one. 
right? We specifically, if you work with us, we take you through a questionnaire process on your training and on your nutrition to where we deep dive into your life. We're looking at what your day-to-day schedule looks like with work, what your responsibilities look like if you have kids or if you have um, a spouse and with your career and your hobbies. We're looking at the types of foods that you like to eat. We're looking at if you have a social life, do you like to be able to go out on date nights? Do you like to be able to go out and socially drink every now and again? Do you have specific restaurants that you like to eat out at? Um, What kind of gym do you work out at? How many days is it reasonable for you to be able to get into the gym? Do you have any injuries? What kind of equipment? do you have available to you? Um, What specific goals would you like to accomplish through your training? All of these different types of things so that then what we can do for you is we can build you a nutrition guide and a nutrition, basically a nutritional periodization scheme over the long term that's going to help you get to your goal, your goal, but be able to sustain that goal long term, as well as build you out a training program that is specifically individualized to you, right? And inside of the programming that we do um, for every individual, there are video links to every exercise that we have you doing so that you understand the exact form you should be doing. You understand exactly how to be performing the exercise, um, where you should be feeling that exercise. We're talking about how we're progressing exercises. So specific exercises on a weekly basis, we have you increasing weight, specific exercises, we have you increasing reps. Sometimes we're increasing sets um, to force your training to progress over time, which is then going to force your body to progress over time as well, right? So we're no longer looking at exercises just simply going to work out to burn calories. We're We're training. We are training you to become a better individual to create a result. We're training to get to that set place that you have um, in your mind that you're trying to get to. So that's what your training looks like. And we essentially break that up into four week blocks for the majority of people that we work with. So every four weeks, you're getting a new training program from us. And we're talking throughout that process. What are you liking in this program? Is there anything coming up in your next program, like where we need to decrease days or increase days? Or would you like any specific exercises in there that you really enjoy to do? Or um, is there anything that you would like to have us take out that you didn't necessarily like in this last block? Things like this so that we're talking back and forth. So that we're making sure that you're enjoying what you're doing because that's what's going to allow you to be able to consistently do what you're doing, right? But at the same time, we're making sure that we are putting those science-based principles in with periodization, with progressive overload, um, with exercise selection to make sure that the time that you're spending in the gym is 100% maximized. And the same thing goes for when it comes to your nutrition, right? We're looking at um, the specific caloric intake that you're going to need to be on. We're looking at your protein intake. We're helping you choose food ideas. We're helping you um, navigate restaurants and navigate social occasions and navigate just different things coming up in your life, trips, hotels, vacations, all of this kind of stuff on a weekly basis um, to make sure that we're holding you accountable, but also making sure that you have a clear guide on a weekly basis of what we're doing and what to focus on to create the result that you want to. And then what we're doing is holding weekly check-ins to where we're going through and we're looking at your weigh-ins every single week. We're looking at your measurements. We're looking at your photos. We're looking at all of your biofeedback. So like we're looking at your hunger levels on a weekly basis. We're looking at your stress levels. We're looking at your digestion. We're looking at your recovery. We're looking at your energy. We're looking at your sleep levels as well as, like I said, the things that you have coming up in the next week um, that could potentially get you off track or anything that happened in the last week that got you off track in any sort of a way. And then what we're able to do here for you on a weekly basis is we're able to look at your progress. We're able to make adjustments to your training and your nutrition as needed to make sure that you're not hitting any plateaus throughout that process. But we're also making sure that you're being held accountable to what you're doing, right? Because all of the science... All of the education, all of the knowledge, having the blueprint in front of you is amazing, but the glue that holds all of that together for the majority of people 
is accountability. And so that's a big piece to it as well. But essentially that's what it comes down to. And then when you're working with us, you have 24 seven access to us as your coaches, right? So, um, every single week, whenever you have something unexpected come up or you have questions that come up or anything like that, we're always there to help answer your questions and just make sure that you're crystal clear of what you're doing on a weekly basis and how to navigate all the areas of your life to put you in a position to be able to be extremely confident in the efforts that you're putting in because you know that those efforts are leading to the result that you want for yourself at the end of the day. So like I said, it's, it's coaching, but I almost refer to it more as mentoring. And the most important piece of that when it comes to nutrition as well is what a lot of people will do is just simply like you'll run a 30 day challenge or you run a a three month coaching process to lose body fat, right? Which is amazing. Nothing wrong with that. I don't particularly think it's the best thing for you because if you're not setting yourself up for the diet after the diet, and what I mean by that is going through a reverse diet and getting you back up to a maintenance level of calories after the deficit to be sustaining the result that you created during the deficit on higher calories with um, more leveled out hunger levels, with more optimized hormones, then you haven't truly created that result, right? And so at the end of the day, the, the biggest point to what we do is helping you plan that diet for after the diet and go through the reverse to sustain what you've created. Because our biggest goal, like I said, isn't just to create you a result. Our biggest goal is to teach you how to be able to sustain that result long-term so that we've been essentially able to take you through a deficit phase. We've been able to take you through a reverse diet phase. We've been able to take you through a maintenance phase. And if you continue to work with us, that could potentially turn into a building phase that would then again lead into another deficit phase and another reverse phase um, and then maybe a maintenance phase from there and so now at the end of all of this you're in a very solid position to be able to continue coaching yourself because you understand the importance and the principles of nutritional periodization so that you can not only go out and continue to create results for yourself but you know how to get to the point to where you're sustaining that result on higher calories because when you go through a deficit phase what you have to remember and so many people forget is that hunger is going to increase restriction is going to increase. Your energy levels are going to decrease. Your training is going to get a little bit worse over time. And as you get through that deficit phase and you've dropped body fat, that's amazing. But to sustain the body fat that you've lost, you can't just continue to eat low calorie because all that biofeedback is going to continue to get worse and worse. And the restriction is going to feel higher and higher. Right. And so this is where it's important to understand that at the end of the deficit, yes, we want to sustain this result, but to sustain this result, we want to go through a reverse diet to get us holding on to the result, eating more calories. Now, that doesn't mean we just go back to eating as many calories um, as possible or back to our old maintenance level to sustain that result, right? Because your metabolism has been downregulated throughout that deficit phase. And so this is where we slowly increase calories on a weekly basis, depending on how your biofeedback is coming back to create those metabolic adaptations on the way up as well to get you eating more food, but sustaining the level of leanness that you created to take care of those hormonal levels, to take care of your energy levels, to take care of your hunger levels and get you back to a point to where you're feeling really good, but sustaining that result that you created. And that's the piece that so many miss um, to where coaching can can be invaluable because at the end of the day, like I said, anybody can go through a 30 day challenge and restrict calories and lose weight. But what do you do after you lose that weight? How do you navigate sustaining that weight loss for the long term? And that's what we do with a lot of our clients is first and foremost, making sure your metabolism is in a strong place to be able to lose body fat and then helping you lose the body fat and then helping you get to a point to where you're sustaining that body fat that you lost over the long term. So that's basically what coaching is 
in a nutshell is taking you through that process, individualizing the process to you, and then teaching you how to sustain the result that we are able to create through that process so that now you can go off into the rest of your life and be your own coach and not need to purchase another nutrition coach, not need to purchase another 30-day challenge or whatever it is because you've learned how to tailor this process to you over the long term and how to go through the prioritization over the long term to be in 100% control of your body composition um, for the rest of your life ultimately. So that is what coaching looks like with us. And again, there's always a link below where you can apply for coaching. If this seems like something that you would be interested in, go down below, click on that link. You'll get booked in to be able to schedule a phone call with us. We'll hop on a phone call just to see if you would be a good fit. And full transparency on our end, we don't take everybody that applies because if you're not in a position to where you're ready to look at your fitness and your body composition over the long haul and play the, the long game with it, then we're not your quick fix and we'll never bring somebody in that's looking to lose 20 pounds in the next 30 or 60 days and has no um, no desire to learn how to sustain it in the long run. They're just trying to get really fit in the next six weeks for a vacation. Like We're probably not the right people for you to apply and to work with because that's not who we're interested in helping. We're interested in helping people who are looking to use their bodies and fitness and nutrition and training as an asset for the rest of your life and are willing to play the long game to make it an asset for the rest of your life so that that's actually capable of happening. So hopefully that helps. Again, you can always apply down below. We'll hop on a phone call, see where you're at, and you can potentially begin working with us in that fashion. And the last question we're going to answer, I know you can't give a specific answer, but what's a general timeline for how long you should be in a calorie deficit? Anything in particular to pay attention to? Again, another really good question, but this comes with a lot of context, right? I can't tell you it's going to be three months, it's going to be six months, it's going to be nine months, it's going to be 12 months. Everybody's going to be extremely different. But a couple things that you want to pay attention to when it comes to a deficit and understanding how long you should be in that deficit is, first and foremost, paying attention to hunger levels throughout the diet because the longer that you diet in a calorie deficit and eat less calories than your body burns, the more your hunger hormones are going to ramp up, the hungrier that you're going to get over time. That's just the response that your hormones are going to give. But at the same time, the more likely that metabolic adaptation that can take place, meaning the longer that you eat less calories than your body burns, the more the metabolism is going to downregulate and try to adapt to that intake to achieve homeostasis, right? Because the body doesn't necessarily want to lose weight forever. The metabolism is smart. It's going to try to adapt to achieve homeostasis so that you don't ever end up dying. Because at the end of the day, if you continue to eat less calories than your body burns forever and you always stay in a deficit, eventually you end up in a situation to where that would ultimately lead to death, right? Because if you're not, if you don't have any energy coming into your body and you're in a deficit of energy all around and don't have enough energy to be able to burn in the form of calories, well, then you end up dead. And so when it comes to your metabolism, it's smart and it's not going to just allow this to happen. So the metabolism is going to downregulate over time as you stay in that deficit, which is going to slow down progress over time. And so what you end up having happen is the longer you stay in a deficit, the hungrier that you become over time, as well as the slower that results can start to happen, meaning that you're going to have to continue to decrease calories to create a bigger deficit. But if you're already too hungry and you have to continue to decrease calories to create the result that you want, eventually this becomes unsustainable and you can't manage to keep yourself in a deficit um, and stay consistent with it. You end up hitting this brick wall, right? And so 
those are the two things I'm paying attention to. And, and full transparency, everybody is so different when it comes to the situation. Some people can stay in a deficit for a decent amount of time and their hunger doesn't get too high as well as their metabolism doesn't adapt very strongly either. And so they can just stay in a moderate deficit and lose weight for a really considerable amount of time. Other people that I'll work with will have very adaptive metabolisms and their hunger levels will get high relatively quickly, meaning that we'll put them in a deficit and within a few weeks they're starting to get a little bit hungry and progress is already starting to slow down. And so we have to continue decreasing calories um, to continue creating that result and keeping that deficit big enough, but the but their hunger is increasing as well. And so we have to take more of a periodic approach to their deficit. We have to be smarter about how long we're staying there and adding in more diet breaks um, and things like that just to make sure that we're not hitting that brick wall. So those are the two things you have to pay the most attention to. Hunger levels as well as metabolic adaptation. Are you still creating the result on the same calories that you were before? And if hunger is getting too high and you're not creating that result anymore, you have to continue decreasing calories. Well, that's going to put you in a really dicey situation that's not going to be sustainable or manageable in the long term. And so that's why, like I said in the last question, we're tracking hunger levels, we're tracking energy, we're tracking motivation, we're tracking all of these things, we're tracking progress on a weekly basis so that we can gauge that metabolic adaptation that's taking place as well as gauging those hunger levels to see where your body's at. And again, in the ideal situation, we'll get people that their metabolism isn't very adaptive and they can respond very well to um, a deficit phase. They don't have to drop calories too low. We don't have to make that many adjustments. Their hunger doesn't get too high. And it's kind of just like free flow and everything's working out great. But then there's other people who really have to work for it. And this all just comes down to your genetics at the end of the day. To where hunger gets higher um, a little bit easier. To where the metabolism adapts a little bit faster. So we have to continuously decrease calories over time to keep creating that result. But then as calories get too low and it feels unmanageable and your stress gets high and your hunger is high, well, now we have to come back up to a maintenance level of calories and take a diet break for a little while to let that recover. And then we'll go through that process of the deficit again until we get to the point to where the metabolism adapts once again um, and the hunger gets high and then we'll come back and take another diet break. And so everybody's going to be a lot different. Typically speaking, in these types of situations, if you have more body fat to lose, if you're considered obese or just have 20, 30, 40, 50 plus pounds to lose, typically you're going to be able to get away with staying in a deficit for a longer period of time, maybe even up to four or five or six months. The less body fat that you have to lose and the leaner that you already are and you want to go through a fat loss phase, the shorter that your deficit should typically be because metabolic adaptation can potentially take place a little bit faster as well as hunger levels are going to get higher a little bit faster just because simply you're not going to have quite as much body fat um, on your body, which isn't going to allow you to regulate hormones quite as easily. So that's the two situations of the different scenarios that I typically see. Again, that's not for everybody. I've seen overweight individuals who get hungry very easily and their met metabolism adapts very easily. And that's when we're in a tough situation to where it's going to take a decent amount of time to drop the amount of body fat that they essentially want to lose. So everybody's going to be different, but that's just a, a generalization. The, the more weight you have to lose, typically the longer you can stay in a deficit, the less weight you have to lose, typically the shorter you should be in a deficit. And that's basically common sense when I say that out loud. But hopefully that gives you a good understanding of what to pay attention to. This is why you should be tracking your hunger levels on a weekly basis. This is why you should be tracking your progress on a weekly basis. Um, seeing how things are coming back, making the adjustments as necessary, and then realizing when uh, the metabolism is adapted, you're not creating progress quite as quickly as you were before, maybe progress is stalled and hunger is high, well now you're in a position to where you've maybe allowed that deficit to go for too long. And ideally, when we're going through deficits, we're gauging all of this and we're not getting to that point to where calories are getting um, low, hunger is getting high, and the and you're not creating results anymore because the 
the metabolism has adapted, we don't want to get you to that situation. So that's why we're tracking everything on a weekly basis to take more of a proactive approach to it to get to the point to where, where we can see that starting to take place. Okay, let's take a diet break. Let's bring you back up to maintenance for a while to allow the metabolism to um, upregulate a little bit, get going at a stronger pace, get rid of some of those hunger levels that you're having, um, and then we'll come back in and we'll reassess this and try it again in the future. So you want to take a proactive approach. You don't want to get yourself into a situation to where you're starving as well as your metabolism has adapted and you're not creating progress and you're on low calories because then you have to go through the longer term process of increasing calories um, through a reverse diet and spending a lot more time at a maintenance level to allow your body to achieve homeostasis and get back to optimized levels, if that makes sense. So hopefully that answers your questions. And like I said, if you guys have any more questions that you would like me to answer down below, lostlifting.com backslash podcast, go down there, leave your questions. I'll shoot you, I'll shoot you a message back answering your questions in depth, and then I'll bring them onto the show if I feel like they'll help the listeners as well. So as always, I truly do appreciate you guys for tuning in. Have an amazing day, and I'll talk with you soon. Yeah.